When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Our podcast producer, my 12-year-old Boston Rat Terrier, Murray, has a very discerning palate. Luckily, Nom Nom's Turkey Fair recipe not only has fresh ingredients, but it's also made with his favorite food, brown rice. It sure is. Nom Nom's food is full of fresh proteins your dog loves and the vitamins and nutrients they need to thrive. You can actually see proteins and vegetables like beef, chicken, pork, peas, carrots, kale, and more. Your dog's health starts in the gut, and a better diet means softer quotes, more energy, and better breath. This is how Nom Nom works. You tell them about your dog, age, breed, weight, allergies, protein preferences. They'll tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them straight to you. Store the meals in the freezer or fridge until it's mealtime. They'll give you specific instructions on how to transition your dog from foods like kibble to the always fresh nom nom for the best results. Watch your dog clean their dishes, dance for more dinner, and overall thrive. And if your dog is anything like Murray, ooh, he is going to dance for dinner and clean his dish sometimes at the same time. Isn't it time to feel good about the food you're feeding your dog? Order Nom Nom today. Go to trynom.com slash old millennials. That's trynom.com slash old millennials and get 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Bye. As old millennials, we've been prioritizing health and wellness a lot more these past few years. While we may not be Spencer pratting it up, just not just yet. I mean, Emily, don't don't count us out here with crystals (laughs) on our bodies. We are thinking how much more we need to stay hydrated. Recently, I started traveling with at least one liquid IV stick in my bag to make sure I'm staying extra hydrated, especially when it gets hotter or after a night of a little too much fun. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. Use it the first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel a rundown, or after a long night out and on long flights. My sister recently got married, and as her maid of honor, I put liquid IV sticks in all the bachelorette party bags, and my sister and her husband put them in their goodie bags when we traveled to Costa Rica for the wedding. Those came in super handy after hitting an open bar in the sweltering heat. I'm a big fan of, yeah, it was very nice to have. I'm a huge fan of the watermelon ones and the tangerine flavor, which has an immune boost. 
even better when you're traveling and worried about keeping your immune system going. They fit easily in a toiletry case or even a tiny purse, so it's super easy to pour one in your water bottle. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone and contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and probably, I mean, I know for a fact because I recently had a Gatorade, uh, a much better taste. Oh, absolutely. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code OLDMILLENNIALSPOD. That's OLDMILLENNIALSPOD at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code OLDMILLENNIALSPOD at liquidiv.com. Bye. Hi. Hello. Welcome back to Old Millennials, a deep dive on normally shallow topics from the 90s and 2000s. But this summer, we're going to be talking about recent things that we've been watching on TV and in particular, and just like that. I am one of your hosts, Emily Bajan. And I'm your other host, Margot Poupard. You have reached the winter of our discontent. And by that, we mean we've reached the winter episodes of this season. Back to back, we had a snowstorm followed by a Valentine's Day episode and all sorts of chaotic stories aligned, but two major plot points happened. One, Shay and Miranda are no more. And two, (laughs) yeah, unfortunately, you're not going to be hearing any sort of boys to men end of the road tributes over here. uh, We've never been fans of this relationship. There will will be no fan cam edit for this terrible relationship that we did not enjoy one second of. (laughs) And then, of course, Carrie and Aiden meet again for the first time in, I believe, 15 years is what they said, or 13 years on the show. Is that how much time has elapsed since Sex and the City 2? It makes sense. I think I saw it in 2010. So yeah, yeah, it would be 13 years. There we go. Um, Yeah, since that very weird Abu Dhabi kiss. Oh, God. Oh, my God. She, like, loses her passport. What? I hate that movie. I don't even get me started. It's terrible. It's long. You know, it's, I mean, I think I said this when we had a Sex in the City episode in the past. I said, you know, it's bad when the one thing people praised about this movie was a conversation between Charlotte and Miranda about being how hard it is being a mother. That was the only thing people seemed to like about this movie. I'm still a strong advocate for watching it in 20 minute increments. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of children, uh, Charlotte, momager no more. Uh, fine. It took us two seasons almost, but here we are. Charlotte is hopefully returning back to work. These two episodes really prove that Charlotte's children are awful monsters. They are just ungrateful little brats. And the fact that they've managed to elude boarding school in like the middle of Connecticut where they belong is truly a miracle because God, they're really awful to her. She's so nice. She's such, she tries so hard and they're both like horrible assholes. They are horrible to her. And like, you know, we watched in this original show in the first movie, we watched the struggle that Charlotte faced with fertility and later going through the process of adoption. And then, you know, after that, getting pregnant when she thought she couldn't and her the anxiety she had around it. 
these kids have no idea what their mom went through to become the mother of both of them. And I'm just, and here they are. And let us not forget, Lily ruined Carrie's wedding. Ruined like, both of Carrie's Charlotte's, wedding. Like, sure, Brady's a bitch, and I really do not care to see him do anything. But at least he's not going around ruining lives and yelling at Miranda and Steve. No. You know what? Brady's well-behaved. Charlotte's yeah. children are little terrorists. And They're I, little. I really, between the, like... Lily losing her virginity, which I don't care about, to Lily literally kicking her own parents out of their multi-million dollar penthouse, which is fucking deranged. Like, <laughs> there's not a world where anyone I know, par- their parent would let them get away with that sort of behavior. Out of and a that house, attitude. out of a whole entire apartment, not just a room, not a room, the entire the whole apartment. Yeah, exactly. Not just, I'm going to go outside, like, can you just not come outside? We're You're... doing, like, a thing. But to kick your parents out of your yes. entire home that you do not pay rent for, that you yes. did not have to, you didn't have your to mother... bang that uptight wasp along your mother survived a sexless marriage for that apartment lily goldenblatt just these little ungrateful brats but now more than ever uh, can we please especially now that thank god charlotte's getting a job but like can we please stop giving a shit about what these kids are doing yeah i, I honestly and again i cannot believe i'm saying this i would rather check in with che at that vet place that she works at now than or, to hear from from brady lily and and rock but especially lily who i just oh my god oh my god i'd ship her off to boarding school so fast i'd be like the I, evil stepmom from the very i never be like there you go you're leaving i never condone bullying as a former as a child who was bullied myself i never condone bullying but maybe lily kind of deserved to get bullied for I was that say, Emily, it's, it's almost like her bullying didn't even work like because charlotte's given this kid way too much self-esteem unfounded self-esteem yeah it is terrible to think that we would much rather watch this subplot of che and their uh like uh, working at the shelter and becoming this advocate for animal uh, maybe not a shelter. I don't I know. I thought it was like a veterinary office. I think it's a veterinary office. I, you know, I can't keep it straight, but like. And nor should you, because we shouldn't. These these separate storylines with just <laughs> Che. It's like, fine, I'll tolerate Che with Carrie, but I will not tolerate. I was like, what show? Are, what, is this I, Che Passa? Is this a backdoor pilot into Che Passa? We're like at this veterinary office with just Che and this very kooky lady who happens to know Che because Che used to work here. Like, where am I? What's happening? I don't know. It was like a scene out of a out of Chepasa. I really did not I, understand that. It did actually. I'm glad you said back to our pilot because it really <laughs> did feel like that. Like hey. uh, that that it very much felt uh, like this is a show HBO or Max wants to explore. Um, <laughs> I yeah okay. So so I think we should we should roll back to the first of these winter episodes, which is the bomb cyclone episode. So. Basically, we can call it, you know, and just like that super special number 22, the gang gets snowed in um, because that's really the focal point of the plot and all the subplots are kind of intertwined for various reasons. So let's see, we have Charlotte. Much like last season, though, I would give anything for like, uh, just throw it up on Instagram. I don't care. Some sort of visualized timeline because to go from Palm Cyclone to Valentine's Day, again, I was like, what what so are we now in 2020 wait where are we in time and space i so so yeah because we had 
we had trick or treat or whatever the Halloween episode was that either four or five. And I'm going to go look at the episode list to capture. Okay. So trick or treats five. So we're, let's say October, November for, uh, episode five, number six cyclone, I guess we've skipped the holiday season probably. And we're in January. Um, and then seven February, the February 14th is obviously is February. So Valentine's day. So I think what I realized is that we we went we jumped from November to probably January. Like December okay. was just not considered. So Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, never heard her. Forget, uh, so, forget about it. Yeah, okay, exactly. That was way more helpful. <laughs> I know. I, I love that I we have to be the calendars because uh Michael Patrick King and the writers are not helping us. This was a lot of jumping. That did not get resolved between season one and season two. No, no. And I think like first for in terms of remakes uh, or reboots, I did not care for the Gilmore Girls reboot, but I appreciate that it was four episodes devoted that were put into seasons. And so there was a spring, a fall, a summer, a winter. Um, so it was very clear. But yeah, for for us, we have to kind of jump around a little bit and figure it out based on clothing and holidays that are mentioned. Um so let's let's go to this January bomb cyclone in which the gang gets trapped in a snowstorm and various subplots ensue. Uh, we have obviously um, Miranda and Steve where we start to see we have Steve show up for the first time really in a very long time apart from when we got to see him punch a bag and see him super jacked where we find out that Steve has been banging his Whole Foods cashier, and we are so proud of him. Um, but ultimately, we see the the kind of the final straw of Miranda and Steve, not that they weren't already over, but really the first kind of verbal argument that they've had about it where, where feelings are kind of let out. And this leads us into Miranda and Shay ending things. We have... Praise uh, me! Praise be. I think we can probably just talk about this first and then go into the next subplot after that. Sure. Uh, so, so obviously, you know, Miranda kind of has two endings to her relationships in some ways. While she and Steve had been over already for quite some time, this is really the the nail in the coffin. And we get, I think, one review of this episode that I read, or maybe it was you and I talking about it. We get five episodes worth of Steve's thoughts and and feelings and anger condensed into this like three minute moment in this episode. And I just say again, you know, among the many other reasons why we should have justice for Steve, justice for Steve. This was a I lot mean, to I take even, on. I even feel like three minutes felt like too long. Like it really, yes. he had, he went through so many emotional turns yes. so quickly in that monologue was, that I was like, it would have been nice if this was sort of sprinkled throughout, you it, know? It was very marriage story, Adam Driver, but instead of it being a part of a bigger movie, it mm-hmm. was just kind of like, well, we saw him punching a bag a few episodes ago, but here he is again, <laughs> letting all his feelings out. Here's Steve Brady. Yeah, it was just sort of, I mean, I just, I wouldn't say I had a hard time buying it, but I just feel like it would have um, made a greater impact if, uh, if he, if we had seen a little bit more of Steve's side or none of it at all, or at least have it be like a more cohesive outburst. Like I really could have 
just had him be like, I built this house, you know, like even though Miranda, you know, pays for it or whatever, like, I feel like that would have been an emotional enough of like an outburst, but then we go on like six or seven crazy yarns after that. that just sort of like, it really just leads you to be like, Steve, are you okay? Like yeah. what's happening? But I'm I, really glad that they officially ended things too, even though, you know, I'm sad for Miranda and Steve. I did, <laughs> I did happen to, look at somebody made a case similar to Zoe's Caltruther situation. Somebody made a, a PowerPoint slide about Steve actually being like not a great partner and all of the things that he's done to Miranda. And I was sort of like, okay, yeah, maybe they were not end game ultimately. And, but, I, but I am glad that they had like more of a cathartic end because that actually yes. felt, that felt nice because I think that what everybody was so upset about was that not that they ended or that they're perfect or whatever. It's just that it sort of felt like we were robbed of like a proper ending. Steve and deserved it, better. Yeah. And so I feel like, and Miranda too. like And Miranda like, too. Yeah. They, I feel like together, maybe like separately, they act like assholes, but like together they made an asshole couple that you can root for. But, yeah. I, also, but I also felt like it just felt like the characters wouldn't leave it that way. It's been sort of like no. too long. So everything sort of felt like it didn't line up, but I feel like after Steve has his outburst, everything after that is a very nice cathartic end up to the, you know, she finds condoms and he's banging that Whole Foods girl, which like, yeah. uh, duh, the, you, you said it moment one, why is there Whole Foods produce rotting in the fridge? Yes. And follow when Miranda goes back to Manhattan to go see Che, that is when the two of them and their relationship, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, one, we were rooting for this, but two, mm -hmm. I mean, it was it had just been so painful to watch what was clearly a uh, relationship where one partner just was not into the other apart for, you know, physical intimacy. Like, I think um, and, and that Che realizes that they cannot be in a relationship at this point. Um, and I think that I like how they end things. Um, I like that Miranda doesn't try to protest it because I think there could have been an edit in which she tried to. Um, and ultimately, yeah, I don't really know where we go with Che Pasa and, uh, and, 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 you know, with this last episode that we'll talk about later, you know, we see glimpses of Che as just Carrie's friend. And then, you know, as an afterthought thought talking about how Miranda is ignoring them, but, uh, I do wonder what where we go with that character at this point um, now that they are no longer Carrie's podcast co-host or and they are no longer Miranda's partner. Um, we'll see. I mean, they're trying really hard tr to shove them wherever they can. But yeah, I mean, I think the second that Che called Miranda mommy, like behind Miranda's back, I was like, ooh, this is the episode where it's finally going to happen. Like they're yep. going to break up. <laughs> Inevitably. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we've talked about Miranda's plot enough. I mean, obviously, Miranda is living now with Naya. Miranda's very cute pajamas, you know. <laughs> I have a, like, again, it, the show has like money amnesia, as we've discussed before. Yeah. Because... How does Miranda, because this, this is also why the timeline to me is like a little like kooky crazy. So Miranda and Steve ostensibly break up in, I guess, January, but like they've been breaking up and in, in this uncomfortable situation since at least October where they're like yeah. trying to share this house and Miranda's schlepping all over the place. And Miranda has not got it together yet financially to find her own place. 
or like what are we doing here because her yeah. sleeping on a single like basically like a fucking cot under an Hermes blanket while surrounded by her own stuff like she saw Sonia Tremont Morgan is so um I wouldn't say unlike Miranda but is so like okay but how sustainable is this plan <laughs> yeah I mean I think you bring up a point which is again there's been a lot of betrayal to uh the original Miranda we knew and loved from the show from the first iteration of the show which is she's the first, I believe. Well, no, I mean, and and at this around the same time, Samantha buys her a condo as well. But but Miranda buys her own place on her own, so she very much lives alone and is very resistant to living with Steve for a very long time in the original show. So to your point, it is really interesting. And my thought here is, I wonder with the twenty, you know, because we can say it, the twenty years since marrying Steve having Brady, all that she, she has not lived alone. And I wonder, you know, because we saw the codependency issues she had with both Che Brady and kind of other people in her life. I wonder if this is another part of that, uh, in which she has, you know, she can physically and financially move out of Naya's place, but emotionally is not, ready to kind of start anew on her own as just Miranda, not Miranda, the mother, the partner, the wife. Sure. What have yeah. you. Maybe she is going through her second adolescence phase yes. by living with a roommate. Yes. Um, it's more so that sad, like soundproof room. I know. <laughs> that gets me every time with like, the eggshell walls and stuff like for sound. I just find it to be very funny. It is very funny. And I just... <laughs> I much like Miranda's made some some dumb choices along the way but you know I think Miranda does deserve a little bit better than this like at least give her her own studio for God's sake yeah give her a studio give her a give her a room that's her own <laughs> yeah, a real room that fits a a double bed <laughs> it looks like um, she just walked into a store and was like bed for one please Che I think we talked about Che so this is a great segue into uh Widow Con um so Carrie's story in this episode is around going to speak at WidowCon, which they don't like to call it that, but that's what everyone calls it behind the back, their backs. It is an annual conference around grieving, and she, we get to meet uh, a very, very, very funny Rachel Dratch, who used to go by Karen, now goes by Carrie, who was a once upon a time writing partner to Carrie, and doesn't harbor any bitter feelings whatsoever about Carrie kind of being an asshole and abandoning her. Their project together. That's um, the most Carrie thing that could have ever happened. <laughs> it really is. It really is. But Carrie is asked to read an excerpt of her book at WidowCon, um, and Shay is there as her moral support. And so we learn about, we get to go to WidowCon and see how that goes. And I mean, that it's just kind of that really. I'm trying to think if there's anything really more important to outline other than the well, widow widow comedian. I was so confused. I'm I'm going to take it back to the Che thing. Cause I was so confused at first when Carrie invited Che, like I thought that yes. Che was going to write something for Carrie to read aloud or like a speech or something. But then all Che does is give Carrie like a semi okay joke after she's been asked to follow up this woman. That's like, quote unquote, killing it at WidowCon. Um, <laughs> so I was really so confused by, it really felt like, okay, we want to keep Che on the show I know, because that's, yep, we know yep, everybody hates yep. Che. So we're going to try to make it seem like Che and Carrie are tight. It's like, what? 
Like, like it, it really made more sense when it seemed more like a work thing than like a friend, like be my guest thing. Why the fuck wouldn't she bring Miranda or Charlotte or even Anthony? Like this makes no sense. Or I, Seema. Yeah. Like, are There's, you kidding me over here? That's why it made no sense to me. It made absolutely no sense because there are about six people who would make more sense to bring along the way. Even Bitsy, you know, <laughs> with her with her text with her texting of and I mean Bitsy is a widow. A widow. Too. I mean, in the phone tree of like who to call, like yeah. Shay is at the absolute bottom. It, it it feels very practical magic where all yes. of a sudden Nicole Kidman puts Che Diaz on top of all the phone tree. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It feels like some witchcraft. It doesn't feel organic. It doesn't feel organic. And again, I feel awful for Sarah Ramirez because a fantastic actor is being put pigeonholed into this very weird position of being uh, a friend that doesn't feel like an organic friend of Carrie's because they were very much a friend of Carrie's in a work context up until recently. And now that they are no, you know, uh, no longer working together. It just doesn't really click because there wasn't enough groundwork laid on the last season to, for us to believe this friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was, you know, I thought the, <laughs> the widow comedian killing at WidowCon was very funny. And Rachel Dratt is just like always a, a treat. I, I really wish out of all the SNL alums, she more than anyone really like deserves to have her own show. Um, and every time, you know, she's kind of, been on a show it's it's never worked out it's been canceled so or she has a smaller part like 30 rock so um let's get more stuff out there with rachel dratch um i also love this alternate reality where carrie could have been this big rom-com screenwriter i don't know why that's so funny to me it 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 reminded me a little bit of like when you did the 10 things i hate about you research um kristen uh smith and kiwi stewart i think are their names Mm -hmm. or kiwi smith and um kristen something something but you know they they meet in the mid 90s around the same timeline of when Carrie and and Karen would have met mm-hmm. and start writing each other on like you know backs of napkins the scripts for what would become 10 things i hate about you like that it, it gave me that vibe except yeah what what could have been if it had been like that there is kind of this world where um it would have been interesting uh to see Carrie in that alternate reality i almost wonder if with the Carrie diaries if there's another prequel <laughs> That gets made from the early 90s. <laughs> um, so that I feel like that's kind of it with Carrie in this episode. Um, much like she's trying to make it to WidowCon, uh, we have um, our our girl, um, oh my gosh, Lisa, trying to go speak at the museum, which, okay, let's talk about this. Uh, again, talk about what? Like- <laughs> the fact that they are trying to fit yet another person into this universe where when Lisa is working is with Charlotte or Naya or a couple of other characters on this show, it makes a lot of sense. But again, poor Lisa, who we find out again is a documentary filmmaker, <laughs> gets put into a position where it just feels like we're trying to force another update on a character on this show Whereas I feel like in the following episode, it makes a lot of sense where she fits into all of this, like get that. But in this episode, it just felt unnecessary, even though I want all the victories for Lisa Todd Wexler. I think she's a fantastic character, but like you and I have said multiple times during the season recap, 
we feel like Lisa gets her should get her own show at this point because she has a beautiful life. And I actually would be very interested in watching this show. And unfortunately, because we only get five minutes of it every episode, sometimes it hits and sometimes it just feels unnecessary. Right. Like this storyline would have been better served somewhere else. But also it's still just... I feel like next episode, they do a much better job of sprinkling in the side characters, even though Naya, the only thing she gets to do of note in the next episode is make a chocolate souffle. But I feel like it's just enough, right? Because it's also happening while Miranda's like bobbing in and out of the apartment and stuff. So I feel like, and I feel like, like what you said with Lisa Todd and it's Wexley, right? Not Wexler. Oh, it's Wexley. Why do I keep saying Wexley? Because because we see her for three minutes every episode. She has th- two last names, and it's really difficult to take it all in when also, like, Charlotte's screaming about Lily's virginity, yes. and Sari's emailing Aiden, and Miranda's getting dumped twice in one night. It's like, I can't remember your last name, girl. I'm really sorry. I know. I'm sorry they didn't do a better job or organically incorporating you into this quote unquote friend group. Um, and I mean that in the most housewives sense of the word, but yeah, it's like this storyline, I barely even took notes for it because it's, it's again, the critique I've had this entire time, which is like, this is like its own show. This yes. whole situation could have been its own show. And I don't know why it's not. And I don't know why it doesn't really quite connect to everybody else, except for the fact that she's also experiencing the bomb cyclone, but to like, that extent we could also then we could focus the show about like a bodega owner being like snowed into their store or something like you know what I mean like it's just the loosest of threads so yeah I mean I love her I think Nicole Ari Parker is also like serving the best fashion so far and she's funny at certain points in this episode if they would let her if they would let her, if they just would yeah. balance her character out, we like, we got to drop someone. This is the problem. It's like, yes. there are too many people. You can't like have Che at the vet. You can't have Lisa and her like talk at the MoMA. You can't have like Seema renting a Hamptons house because we didn't even fucking talk about that. That was part of Carrie's no. storyline. I know. And it barely makes like a dent because it's like this weird, like, like, <laughs> like, like one D subplot. Like it's just like so buried that you're like, what does it matter? We we didn't talk about the laptop. Like there's so much, there's so much, (laughs) there's so much. And so I'm going to need them to like pair, 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 pair down, you know, like I'm going to need Marie Kondo to come here and be like, does this storyline spark joy? No. Okay. Cut it. So like, I mean, honestly, I, if we're going to have like a, a Lisa Che off, like I would rather follow Lisa's life than fucking sad sack Che, the comedian, like, Oh my God, I don't need to see the sad clown, like helping (laughs) poor helpless dogs. Like, please. (laughs) While doing a ton of weed, like whatever, that's my own life. Like get out of here with that. Oh God. And we didn't even get to the cameo of it all. (laughs) Oh my God. That was actually extremely funny though. I'm laughing so much. (laughs) If you, if you got a cameo like that, wouldn't you scream? (laughs) It's just crazy. It's crazy. And then the fact that she's, the fact that Miranda, she has to wake up to them doing cameos for that, like that. Like, I don't even, there's no worse way you know to wake what? up. I bet, I bet you, I bet you, Margo, during that scene where the, the strap on scene earlier on in this season, I bet you after she got off, uh, uh, Che got off the phone with Carrie, Che did a few cameos while Miranda was trying to figure it out. Hey, it's Che Diaz. I want to watch Happy Birthday. It's like, oh my God. It's, 
<laughs> it's terrifying because it's like they roll into frame. I in know. Cameo. It's terrifying. But that was that was actually extremely funny. <laughs> Um, well, when we, we, we haven't even gotten into the Charlotte Lily, you know, Lily. What is there to say other than I I agree with Carrie? Like I, I too couldn't even get my mom to pick me up on time from school, let alone ask her to go weather a literal storm to buy me an asshole condoms. (laughs) I just, there's no world in which what Lily did makes any sense to me she's just and then threatens the pullout method i'm like she's so manipulative i hate this kid get her off i know i know this is just it really is which of every episode of the last few episodes is like which of the golden black children is more horrible and i'm going to go towards lily at this point because rock is just rock like rock is being a bit of a punk and that's just like life at 15 sure Um, but they're also sort of like laughable too they're like I don't even like one in my. I was like, oh my god, shut the fuck up! You're such a dork. <laughs> okay, then don't fucking model. No one cares. No one go cares a, except go get a Capri Sun and go take five because like you're clearly they're clearly the one that's like having some sort of like glycemic issue in the way that they're acting around their mom. But I mean, seriously, I will not for nothing. Everyone in that episode acted like a Karen to some poor person that does not deserve to be yelled at like that. But Charlotte's been acting like that all season, like back at the the not real real. And now at the modeling agency. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah. And this is Charlotte can have her Karen moments, but I don't think it's fair to give Charlotte that much Karen because it's getting to a point where it's just like a part of her personality and in not in a, a funny way, it's just becoming annoying at this point. And I just don't buy Charlotte. I mean, I buy Charlotte going out of her way to get something done, but I also like would feel like Charlotte would have treated Lily having sex more like uh, the way Lisa uh, treated her son having sex in the next episode with like rearranging the pillows to know not that she wouldn't be sex positive, but like, you know what I mean? I just, the insanity i just again like to your point i agree i mean i I just it was more of like the audacity to ask your mom to do this while it's like snowing you didn't have to bang this like weird annoying kid today i know i just and all for nothing in the end yep lily sucks big time and i feel bad that charlotte has two little monster children i know yeah, I mean, it's just, again, for someone who struggled so much with infertility and went through so much to have not one but two children, it makes me very sad for Charlotte to have to deal. And I don't like that she's taking out her frustration on her, around her kids on other people who don't deserve it. Yelling at um, Harry, yelling at receptionists. It's just I know. Like, I didn't check. Come on. Well, she also wouldn't feel this way if she wasn't so involved and got a fucking job. So I'm really oh, glad it's... that in the next episode she gets too high and then realizes that she should really go get a job. I that's a great segue into the next episode, Thank February fourteenth. Well, because so... the one thing that we didn't cover from the last episode that kind of gets resolved at the beginning of this episode, which is Carrie finally like sacks up and emails Aiden and her yes it's very Carrie I'm just like hey stranger if this is your email it's just like oh oh the way that she emails people in like 20 plus years I it makes me so angry also very curious what the angry 
that uh, we're not angry but like just that like she hasn't changed the way that she emails just because who emails like that anymore i mean i guess perry bradshaw perry. Of all people wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't change shit over 20 years um but i do love to, i would love to see what the aiden shaw for west elm line looks like <laughs> i don't yeah it's a great question um, but good for him. You know, we might, who knows? I have a West Elm coffee table. It could be an Aiden Shaw and I just don't know, but was mass produced. It's, <laughs> I really do that. Um, it's so, lost all of its, um, turquoise passion behind, he has, behind the craftsmanship. I, I won't find a chest hair lingering. Ew. <laughs> So, no, so not the jacket that he keeps tight, tight, tight. I am so angry about it, Margo. Why is this man wearing a tight waxed cotton ja- barber jacket all the way buttoned up to? This is a man who loved an open chest like no other, had a three open button minimum when it came to a button down shirt. And here we are. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Buttoned all the way up like he has, I don't know what. Like it's he's like, a sickly Victorian yeah. child. It's giving girl with green ribbon a little bit, if you know what I mean. Don't and- my neck. No, I mean, I think my theory from Jump is that it's, it's a straight jacket because Aiden's clearly lost his mind. He has absolutely lost his mind. So I think it's great that we start with this plot. So Aiden is back and... uh they had a very long, they had a date in which they both mutually thought one another stood each other up because they, Carrie went to the wrong restaurant. <laughs> okay, wait, before we go too much further, though, is, who is your favorite Carrie boyfriend? Is it Aiden? Oh, always. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I also love Aiden, but I do not like second time Aiden. No, I don't either. Okay, I cool. I really, yes. And I and- don't know... If second time Aiden is um, has been fully exercised out of Aiden's body, let's just put it. Yeah, and and I think that to your point, there are some hints that indicate that that very well may be the case. I'm really, really scared. I know, and I just have to voice my fears. I'm really scared that they're going to make Aiden like they're going to make us hate Aiden as like punishment for being so mean to Jay. I genuinely am terrified. Like, I feel like they are hell bent on being like, this fucking person that you like is not as fucking good as you think it is. And I don't give a shit if you did a rewatch a year ago. I'm going to show you how bad they are and make you hate them. All because you were mean to Che. It's like, <laughs> ah. like, so I'm so, so scared. Like, I was so hopeful. I was so hopeful about Aiden coming back. But by the end of this episode, I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh oh. I-, I read Samantha Irby's latest book, and she has a whole chapter about how she would have made, how she would have written Sex and City, and I'm terrified about what she's about to do to Aiden. Like, I really am. 
I no, I mean, I feel the same way. I think there's just it feels like in this world, uh, nothing is sacred. <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. And uh, and and I don't know, you know, what what happens with with Aiden. And so, you know, we have this lovely date where after an hour of confusion. Luckily, the two meet at the right place. And a poor waiter's cell phone charger. Cell charger. Which, Carrie Bradshaw, why are you coming to a restaurant with a 10% battery? Like, on what planet? Again, Again peak Carrie. Carrie. Yes. Very yeah. Carrie. And, of yeah, and why are you surprised that no, she I showed know, up for a date I... with a battery that's about, like, on its last legs? Why are you oh, surprised my by God. that? So her- Carrying her 10% battery, go to the wrong restaurant, <laughs> put some poor waiter in a position where she has to use their charger. And Carrie's just hanging out at the area where, you know, at the computer station where they're putting everything, punching everything in for orders and is just generally as usual an inconvenience to everyone around her. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I love this running theme that, like, the world at large really does not like Carrie as much as she thinks that everybody likes her. It is kind of like this show has the rose-colored glasses pulled off or rose-colored, you know, Jimmy shoes or Manolo Blahniks pulled off. And and we are it, we're finally seeing like the expectations, perception versus reality of it all and the reality is that yeah, everyone is just annoyed by her versus charmed. Just yeah, her person I think it's I think Carrie doesn't she knows how rich she is, but I don't think that she's aware of how she comes across now as like a rich white lady. And yeah. that's why everybody's so like put off by her. But even, I mean, poor Seema, she had like one scene and she was an asshole to the receptionist who has no control over the spa's specials. Like, I know this is the thing that I need people who freak out on customer <laughs> service representatives yes. in public need to understand these employees have no control over what you're screaming at and all you're doing is ruining their day and everybody in the close <laughs> proximity to use afternoon or I mean they're recording it and they're going to make money on the internet whichever one comes first but I was yeah. very sad for Seema to watch I her don't... like freak out her bit. I wouldn't even think that she would give a shit about Valentine's Day like this anyway no and like I think Seema is given an opportunity here which as a, a single person I look, I, I understand how she feels, but yeah, I just, you can't buy, have me believe that Seema would overreact like this at a spa. Like there's just no way whatsoever. Emily, if this we went happen. to a spa and they're like, oh, it's only couples massages. I'm like, well, it looks like we're a couple. Like who yeah, cares? Seriously, who cares at this point? I do think that that was very funny. Like I, I we pretended to be a couple to get into a hotel pool. Like we have no limits. We have absolutely no limits here. Um, so no shame in our game. Uh, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Seema is too afraid to be considered one of a couple. So she goes off on this poor spa receptionist about single people's rights. Right. It, it would have been funnier if she did literally say single people's rights, because then at least it would feel a little bit like a Portlandia sketch. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but again, poor Seema gets shafted in this. Like, like you know, I just... It's like, oh, we saw a bit too much of Seema in the previous episode, so now we gotta, she's we gotta gonna balance it to, out. Yeah, she's just gonna show up to yell at someone and then <laughs> move it right along. But back to the date where everybody hates Carrie and everyone in the restaurant thinks it's really funny that she's being stood up. <laughs> 
But to be <laughs> fair to Carrie, like that host did a terrible job when she said yes. like for Aiden, he should have just been like, who? Uh, like, who? I don't. And then maybe she would have had a second thought to I, look at her almost dead phone to like double check the address. I That's also, why she probably got lost. Her phone's fucking dying. She can't look I at know. anything. Well, I was like, I, I don't have time to rewatch this episode, but I was almost like going to look at the Mater D and see if they had like a hearing aid or something, if that's like oh, I see. Uh, supposed to be like a clue. But yeah, no, I mean, just <laughs> there's just so much about this that was weird. Like it was interesting because it, it, you know, it starts things off the weird way. And then finally, an hour later, they fi- she figures it out. She goes to the next restaurant. Um, and there is Aiden and, uh, with a very highly buttoned up jacket. I wrote my notes, jump scare. <laughs> I mean, I know he's spent the time jacket. In- the jacket was a jump scare. The jacket was a jump scare. It was kind of like, are they trying to indicate that he's spent time in like Virginia? And so now he wears like hunting gear or like, you know, nice. Oh my like, God. Or even up. worse. He's a civil war reenactor. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he just jumps on screen and you hear like the, the Ashokan farewell from the Civil War documentary, like the fiddle start playing. Yeah, I hope Carrie has the energy to sit through multiple Ken Burns documentaries because she'll be a- that's what's on TV tonight, baby. She'll go from being an actual widow to a reenactor widow. Like, Sure, yeah, why not? But I have so, to say, like, one thing that's never been their problem is they do have really good chemistry. Like, they have I, fantastic I was chemistry. immediately charmed, which was so no, annoying. Absolutely. But I was like, love this. I love them. I need them to, like, when it looked like they weren't going to make out, I was like, I'm going to be fucking pissed. If I know. You know, at least. If this ends out. at the stoop with no make out. I'm oh, like. I am. I'm I am writing I, a letter. I'm <laughs> Venmoing requesting Sarah Jessica Parker, like for emotional distress. Like I, the, oh, something would happen. I'd be very, very upset. I, um, I mean, so we have to, we have to talk about the oh. fact that Aiden apparently <laughs> four walls <laughs> is triggering enough. I really, uh, verbatim, I wrote my notes with Zoe texted our group chat of like, why is Aiden being such a bitch? Did this apart, like, show us on the wall where the apartment hurt you. Like, <laughs> I know that he acted like an asshole. And we even started off this whole segment by talking about, like, we didn't like the season where he, where we didn't like the version of Aiden when he was in that apartment. But... I mean, when Carrie makes a good point, when Carrie's trying to get laid and she is making her impassioned speech, like she'll win. I mean, she wins me over. Like I know, I painted. Like, we're different. It's different this time. I I totally agree. And I thought it was also really funny when she's like, "I put up wallpaper," and I was like, "And don't forget your absolutely bonkers shelves that are like precariously close she, to your head." So- to be fair, she's always had those shelves. They just were never bright yellow. That's the difference. No, it's called attention too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, to your point, I mean, it is, it's, it's interesting that this man associates an apartment. Like if he's, is if he's willing to go that far and say he can't step foot, set foot in an apartment, why is he in New York city or on this street? Like, how is he not realizing that they're walking to her apartment at this exactly. point? Exactly. Like, going to her apartment. Like it just, there, it, it, it made no sense to me that this would not have come up in the taxi ride on the way to the apartment. Like there's just, uh, it, it was very weird. And, uh, you know, I, I think that they're trying to Jekyll and Hyde, um, Aiden here with the Aiden part 1.0 and Aiden 2.0. Um, but I think 
it's uh it was a lot to put on us so early on and under weird circumstances like i think they could have had aiden be resistant for a, a moment about something but it not be an entire apartment <laughs> Well, then he says that absolutely deranged line of like, it's New York City. They've got to have a hotel somewhere. I'm like, what? (laughs) Where is he staying? Like, what is happening right now? Like, first of all, you can just call it New York. You do not need to add the city part. That's implied. But secondly, so yeah, you guys are just going to go like on a fuck fest tour around hotels? Like, that's, that's <laughs> mental. And also, I, like, don't you live in Virginia? So, like, okay, then you would be staying in a hotel anyway. And when she said that there's so, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, if you think about it too hard, you're just going to lose your mind. So I'm trying not really, to. Yeah. It was nice to see them kiss. Obviously, this is doomed. This is not long for this world. I'm so upset that it's doomed already. I know. You know I feel like we can't even have one moment. But the show is so yeah. hell-bent on telling us how wrong we are about the original show. And it doesn't yes. want us to be happy. But they want to fuck up every single person. You might as well just bring back Burger and have her cheat on Aiden with Burger if you really want us to get us a freak I, out. I, you know, I thought the same thing at the end of the episode, Marco. I was like, Shut up, right. really? No, well, no, I was just like, is Ron Livingston about to show up here? Oh my, like, right? Like, right? <laughs> if we're just going to do, like, Carrie's parade through ex-boyfriend land, like, yeah, like, line them up. Let's get it over. Get Like, let's get T- Timothy Oliphant in here. Let's get Yeah, um, yeah. Poor John Slattery, you know, yes, has since honestly, become a pirate. I, would be, I would not be mad at that either. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, I, this is the beginning and the end of her and Aiden, which I'm already sad about because I really did think that she made, I mean, I always thought she was made the wrong choice with big. Um, I did too, but I, I don't know if the choice is actually Aiden. So, but I think well, that that's an important lesson, right? Like it's that past lives lesson of like, we could, coulda, woulda, shoulda, like whatever alternate ending, but ultimately like, that's not the way it shook out. And maybe yeah. it wasn't meant to go the way that we wanted it to. And the person that we fell in love with is ultimately the reason why this person shouldn't, you know, isn't ever going to be with us is because they. Right. Yeah. Uh, The way that they are and you shouldn't want and they're not going to change, nor should you want to change them. So, yeah, it'll be interesting uh, to see how this plays out. It really will. Uh, so let's see. We've got we've got Carrie's date. Now let's go to Miranda, who okay, is... Miranda had the best storyline of the episode. I thought it was a very funny storyline. I, I had a great time. I did too. So Miranda's trying to figure out what dating site fits her. She's got, you know, a whole bunch of... When we look at that screen, I tell you, Margot, those ads for each of those websites, rather than looking like search results, just looked like some really like low life dating sites. I, I was, was like, very what fucking search engine did she use? She a... binged it. Like, right? It really didn't feel I've never seen it look no. like this. Like it just it looks it was very odd. strange. So but no no fear for Miranda. Instead of having to join the apps, she just happens to find a date uh at the bookstore and comes across her favorite uh at um book reader or audiobook reader um, who read all the Jane Austen novels played by Miriam Shore. Uh, and uh, it's like, Mar- of course, Miranda's a big Jane Austen head. Yeah, not surprised. Also, like, what kind of psycho is running to Jane Austen? <laughs> yes, you, me, and the, na- and the audiobook narrator are on the same page. I was like, that's false. <laughs> 
at least say you run to NPR, like, okay. Yeah. But yeah. to a, to Pride and Prejudice, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Nothing gets my heart rate up like Mr. Darcy. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about the 2005 movie with um, What's-Her-Face. Oh, Kira Knightley. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> I wanted to call her Kira Michelle, which is like a Peloton instructor. That's like how warped my brain is. But yes, unless we're talking about that, like, sure. But like hearing it narrated while I'm trying to run, aka fight for my life, like, no, it's not helpful. No one's running to to Jane Austen. That's that's a lie. That's it's ridiculous. But nonetheless uh, she flatters the auto audiobook reader or writer reader god enough to go on this just call her a she's a narrator a narrator she she flatters this narrator enough to get asked out on a date and so so begins what's supposed to be a very hot date that miranda has like very overly dressed like i know she looks great i'm she looks fabulous oh my god especially after we talked about that horrible i know i was so happy relieved i I saw we got to see her neck we got to see (laughs) uh you know maybe a collarbone like we you know she looked great she looked really hot but also you know what's really funny i mean this is like i feel like there's another you know there it used to be like oh the fifth member of sex and city is uh new york itself but also i'd say the sixth man here is money because in miranda's mind i think in all of their minds really they've gotten to an age and to a certain point in their lives where like they just assume that everybody has money like them or like has their yes because of because the way that miranda dressed she was going to like she must have assumed like oh like fancy book narrator like must have like a penthouse over i know i don't know i'm obviously not from new york but you know she's she had all these clearly just by the way that she's dressed you can infer that she had all these ideas so for her to go into this shitty shitty studio (laughs) i mean the fact that that she thought that she could just become a lesbian and that that just meant that like oh because she's a woman everything's gonna be great no this woman is just like every other terrible man doesn't have sheets on her bed has cat every you didn't clean the cat i i know I just love that this Miranda, it just every single time attracts like an undeveloped from all. That's why she should have never broken up with Blair Underwood, a doctor, an NBA doctor. A Nick's doctor. Good God. I mean, I had, you know, for a split second, I've forgotten about Blair Underwood because it just is so. uh, Biggest fumble in the history of fiction. I, it angers me so much. To this Dumb. day, to this day, like I she would... gave herself that L. She he was he was into it. She did whatever, and for Steve, whatever. Anyway, that doesn't matter. None of it matters because Miranda just ended up where she began <laughs> in a crappy studio with somebody who. But at least has, she has her own studio. She, she also has a job, so I'll give her that. But has a cat that clearly hates Miranda already. Oh, that was great. But what I what really almost took me out, like physically, like I almost fell to the ground. Miranda was like, 35 straight Miranda would stay. I was like, 35 straight Miranda would stay? I don't think I know anybody over the age of 25 who would have stayed. I Are really you hope you don't think I, 35 straight Emily, would stay. I 1000% know you wouldn't. You just be like, uh, as soon as she, especially when she's like, oh, do you have quarters? Because 
these are flannel sheets and they take longer to dry. And Miranda's like, I'm just going to hang back and like look at these takeout menus for this like sexy dinner that you're not making me. As soon as the door closed, I would have counted to like 100 Mississippi and left. Like the way that Miranda just sits down and is like, I guess I'll make myself comfortable amongst the cat litter. And and like continue to hold my bladder along the way, like right, yeah. And then you're just gonna get all you're gonna get out of this date is a UTI and like bad takeout. Yeah, that <laughs> was and perfect Carrie moment when she calls Miranda and she's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot you're on your date." I was like, "It's she's like literally that part in Clues where she's like, would you call me selfish? Not to your face, like that's Carrie. It's <laughs> so Carrie. No, it was very nice to see a classic Carrie Miranda phone conversation <laughs> in which Carrie has totally neglected what is going on on the other side that there is a human being who also has plans um Mm -hmm. that was very fun I was laughing very hard I you know I just I hope Miranda decides she deserves better than another dirtbag who can't bother to like get themselves you know just like a little more of a suitable living condition but then again she's not giving herself one so Maybe dirtbag right. recognizes dirtbag. Well, she's attracting the energy that she's currently <laughs> like creating in her own little abode. But I have to say, I really loved. Like, I'm so happy we got just like a brunch, like deco- like decompression session with the yes. gals. Yeah, I want to live. Like, that's all I want from yes. this stupid fucking show. Is I know. for them to like get together. Anthony can come to sure throw Seema in there. You have the both of them at the same time. I don't give I a shit. Like, let's keep it tight. Let's keep it light. And let's all like talk about what's going so, on. This show is the reason why I do this with my friends. Like the fact that like they, they've lost the aspect. Well, thanks to Samantha Irby, this episode, I feel like really reconnected with some of the aspects of sex and city yes. that I really missed. But had that conversation, especially between Charlotte and Miranda, where Miranda's like, oh, we don't even know if Dustin's hot mom is gay. And Charlotte just screams, you don't know if you're gay. Charlotte, this is why I love Charlotte. MVP of the season. MVP. She has, she gets the best lines and people don't give her credit for it. But some, she She's really holding does. this fucking show together, she I have is. to say. She is. God bless her for it. Thank um, you, and, Kristen and Davis, for your service. service. <laughs> Speaking of bookstores, Kristen Davis in another bookstore finds a hot Italian. Well, you need to back back it up because I have to say the the only person that's aware that this show besides Kristen Davis is a spinoff of Sex and the City is is Anthony. I just yes. Mario Pantone yes. is the only person that like literally like clocks Again, into this character. We would watch the reality show where he is pissing on everyone for doping up of all his okay. employees. Thank you for bringing that up because I'm not here to talk about the Drew Barrymore show. I'm not even talking about people no. honking hogs. I'm here to talk about the fact <laughs> that that, and I don't even have a problem with you juicing, whatever. That's fine. Or I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but it was more so the fact that he's juicing like in the bakery, like within inches of bread. <laughs> and then no Emily, violation. Emily, he throws the syringe. I'm like, ah, like where, what if a health code inspector came by? Health inspector. Your shit's getting shut the fuck down. I just like that was what was gross. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care about anything that's happening other than like the health and safety of the hot fellas brand here. Because <laughs> someone sees that you get one bad review and then people can verify it. Okay, I, come on. Anthony, Anthony is one is one syringe away from a bar rescue episode. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
I personally though would love if John Taffer showed up. You oh know, the show my is god! A, the show is such a random hodgepodge of whatever. Like if John Taffer is like, it's 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 not out of the realm of possibility. I'm gonna save this business. <laughs> He's not technically a bar, but no. Yeah, so but- I I love Anthony going on Drew Barrymore show. I love Drew Barrymore. Like, just staying in care. Like, I don't even know. Like, she's playing herself, being herself as a daytime. Like, the Inception levels are on a thousand. I really appreciated that. But I also love, like, how kooky funny she is. And, you know, a little Ross Matthews cameo, too, was a delight. But I love, I I just love this Anthony plotline. This is the correct amount of side character to be using. And and over the course of one episode. It didn't feel, it felt neither gratuitous nor uh, lacking. And that's mm-hmm. been my problem with about 85% of the, <laughs> the, uh, the B, the, I don't want to call them B characters because that's an insult to them. And maybe so, side friends, friends, the side of? friends, friends of, yeah, we let's just use call them friends I- up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Housewife house, house terminology. So the friends of that, it was mm-hmm. just the right amount of plot line for a friend of. Um, so speaking of, um, cause go, well, let's go back to Charlotte because, you know, she helped source this uh, Italian uh, man who uh, is writing dollar poems in a card store. What is this? 2013? What's happening? Remember there was like a person in the city. Like I forget at which park that would like type one word on a typewriter for you. And it was like a dollar or a quarter or something. It reminded me of that. It's very much like a Feist song come to life a 1, little bit. <laughs> you or know that terrible I mean? movie we watched with Elijah Wood where he drags that trunk around. Oh, God. I, I don't want to say it. Not say yes. anything, but no, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I know. Um, no, it's very much like that. And then we find out uh, he is well endowed. And yeah, that's. Has a honkin' hog, as I said has earlier. Honkin' hog. <laughs> Uh, Use but, the correct terminology. I will. Uh, how dare I not? <laughs> um, but back to Charlotte because uh, this is where we finally. It took us a very long time to get here. Too many twists and turns. I I would argue, but here we are. Charlotte w- it ends this episode finally saying she's going back to work, and all it took was a mat. It was a space cake and uh, some asshole moments from her kids after being assholes this whole time like (laughs) um so charlotte and harry which again on what planet has have charlotte and harry not made a reservation at this point to a restaurant i don't know i i just wanted to get that out there it's clear the air yeah another one of these like oh i have amnesia and i forget (laughs) so so we have uh charlotte is apparently now a momager to both her kid and dog, uh, Richard Burton, um, and ha- is running two Instagram accounts. And I also uh, feel like it's a strong word and it is self-appointed. So we have to point that out as well. Yes. Yes. It is self-appointed. Uh, but uh, Rock and Charlotte make the rounds for the modeling agencies. And this is where we find out after Charlotte has a Karen meltdown at one of the hipper agencies, Rock just announces that they are done with modeling and Charlotte is in a state of crisis because between her one kid saying no to modeling and then her other kid slamming doors in her face and telling her to vacate the apartment that once again, she had a sexless marriage for. (laughs) And saying no to a cake. Lily, what have you sacrificed to be in this apartment? Oh, right. Nothing. 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 And then poo-pooing on Charlotte's nice cake that she brought her and her friends. 
Such a dick. Which she's going to eat anyway. If if they're getting high, you know she's going to fucking eat eat that that cake. All these, again, Charlotte's kids are awful. And I really, I never need to hear from them again. The less, the better. It brings me no joy to call children awful. But they really are. They really are. Um, And in the midst of Charlotte accidentally eating a space hit cake, uh, she gets super high, which I'm, Actually, no, I'm not surprised that Charlotte has never been that high before. Obviously, that makes a lot of sense for Charlotte's character. But in the middle of the restaurant, she thinks she is having a stroke or a heart attack. And uh, they find... Not an uncommon feeling for people who have had, like, been dosed. Like, yes. whether they knew it or not, if they took too much. Like, had I, I told you that story of my old roommate who thought that she was having a heart attack. Um, and so... So she came downstairs and yelled it to like a room full of our roommates who didn't know that she had eaten a bunch of pot brownies. And so someone called 911. Because as as Rosie would tell you, when someone says I'm someone says I'm having a heart attack, I call 911. I don't ask questions. So and then we got shamed by the and rightfully so by the paramedics who were just like, Yeah, we got a cure. It's called Doritos and Cartoon Network. <laughs> The, like cliff notes of it all but yes it's not uh, uncommon if you've had too much for people to feel like you're having like a heart attack uh yeah also like little send off to cartoon network i think they're ceasing operations like literally today or tomorrow yeah warner brothers announced uh cartoon network um among yeah i mean I, I, uh, this yeah I'm sorry to have that. I don't want to and i, I don't want to talk about it i want to talk about I this know. bad show not like, i know let's bad yes. life <laughs> All right, let's so let's get back to the show where we find out that Charlotte will hopefully be going back to her life um working in art, which we love God for bless. her. I know. Thank I know. God. It's about time. Because if it wasn't going to be what we talked about earlier with her and Lisa just like ruling the school as like these moms with catty comments, like I'm not here for it. It's just annoying. So well, I'm Lisa really work too much. And, to and yeah, exactly, exactly. Do that. So yeah. But so I mean, only- speaking of Lisa, let's just do this real quick because, like, this was also the correct amount of Lisa Todd Wexley. Yeah, I guess her I son. Agree. I think that she doesn't like her son's girlfriend, not only because she hangs all over him, but mostly because her name is Baxter. <laughs> what an unfortunate look in the world of a new Eng- what's well, not New York is not New England, but in like the world of East Coast prep schools. I, East Coast known, elites, if you East will. Coast elites. I've known many a a a a woman with an interesting surname for a first name, C. Tinsley sure. Mortimer. Mortimer. Blake. Uh, Blake. It's it, it it's very common. Baxter just really <laughs> Baxter is a pet's name. That's a it cat's a, name. That's a dog's name. That's your hamster's name. That is not a child's name. That is not a child's name. And at a this cartoon point, character, <laughs> they would have picked. They would have picked their middle name or another name at this point. You're not. There's no way. There's no world in which a 15 or 16 year old girl is going to still be going by Baxter, right? And not like Baxi or some shit or exactly. B or something else. Just her. But yeah, just her for me, thanks. But yeah, I, I think that personally, I think Lisa hates her because her name is Baxter and it's annoying. And I support her for hating her hey. for that reason. Yeah. yeah. And and I and I was really happy to watch the Todd Wexleys shut down the their kid going to the Mondrian uh, you know, for Valentine's Day. God. But then they doubled back and they're like, well, we're going to be gone all night so you guys can just be here. It's like, what? 
Wait, that like defeats the purpose, but I, I, I suppose they're be... the kind of parents that are like, oh, like I don't want you drinking like at parties, <laughs> but if you want to have a drink at the house, it's fine because yeah. you don't have to drive anywhere. It's that sort of like vibe. Why? Do you want a little? Because if you want it, much rather you have it in the house. Right. It really kind of feels a little bit like that. But when they shut him down, Herbert Jr., which I cannot believe that kid's name is Herbert Jr. Terrible. Because even H.J., horrible. I know. (laughs) There's just that poor kid. Yeah. Yeah, Again, like you said, go by the middle name, maybe like that would help. Yeah. But um, when they shut him down initially, I was like, yeah, that's right. Like, that's the, that's the parenting that I like. And then I, know, like, I was about then, to say. Then she can come here. I was like, ooh, famous last words. But like yeah. the pillow thing aside, I just thought the funniest thing was she was like, I'd rather you fuck in my bed than hang out in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. That was very funny. And again, the correct amount of them, like we didn't have to get too deep into like Herbert seniors a fucking comptroller or like i'm being honored by the met it's like what like i feel like i'm missing a lot of backstory to like be fully invested but like you yelling at your son to like not be in your closet and not fuck on your bed is very funny (laughs) and the correct reaction to teens is just like stop no (laughs) um have we covered all of the sub because we've got Naya and her chocolate souffle, which again, like fit in nicely. It was very little bits and pieces, but it was a, a nice framework to the like showing love for herself and taking the time and all that. And she uh, did it. She made one. She it did it. Good. She made and it looked delicious. We had did anything have Seema? <laughs> Other than the single single person, uh that's the only like, note I it. have. Yeah. That's all have too and then um and then we have che who we might be getting a back plot for a backdoor no. plot no no nope do not put that out there i think we really did cover it all yeah um all in all i think bomb cyclone really annoyed me but i mm-hmm. uh appreciated i liked february 14th it wasn't my favorite episode this season but i think it returned to some of the fun plot lines like i think miranda got you know girlfriend of the week uh for mm-hmm. for for this um this it was week nice, which i appreciated it was nice to see miranda not be a total fucking drag and to like have no. miranda be fun and to finally get the plot line for miranda that i've wanted kind of this whole time which is miranda fig- figuring out what she wants now yeah exactly i agree I we've agree. had the good closure with Steve. Now we're like on a, we're on the, we've set Miranda straight. And I'm like, yay. Like yes. she's, she's coming out of this, like, I don't know anything. Yeah. She's like finally starting to like get her shit together and sack up and like, give- and, and have fun and not I- be such a downer and be like, everything's my fault. I'm the worst. Che, che, che. Like finally she has a personality again. Uh, agreed. And I really hope that uh, by the end of this season, she gets her own place. That's it's really all I want for her at this point. You know? Yeah, let's hope and, so. Um, well, we'll be seeing more of Aiden. Uh, let's hope more 1.0 Aiden and not 2.0. But uh, I'm telling you, they're going to they brought him back to fuck him up to prove to us that we're wrong. I Yeah. It makes me so angry. Strap um, in. It's what's happening. You can't stop it. Michael Patrick King hates all of us. He really does. And uh, what? Because we just told him that he shouldn't have a job like 15 to 18 times. I mean, fine. Who holds grudges? I just. I, <laughs> when you're that rich, like you have to be. It's like at that point, 
accept the criticism. Don't try, just stop trying to make everyone angry. It's like, it's, it's giving the same energy that like Fox News hosts come in with where they just say things to outrage people. And I think that's all Michael Patrick King is really up to at this point is like, he's getting off on <laughs> outrage plot subplot lines. Totally. Um, well, we'll of course be back, uh, in a few weeks with another recap of the latest episodes of, and just like that. Um, if you love what you're hearing and you want more, uh, old millennials this summer and beyond, we have a Patreon, so you can come check us out. Patreon.com slash old millennials pod, where $4 a month gets you a bonus piece of content. Uh, this week, this month we covered, uh, the Barbie movie, which we both loved and saw twice, um, and had a lot of fun with, so you should definitely check out our review there and check out all the other bonus content we have there. And you can always find us on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook. We're at the old millennials pod. And then who knows? I'm not even going to advertise Elon Musk's uh, website, formerly known as Twitter anymore. But, you know, we're still there for the time being. But until next time, we say bye-bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.